You are now tuned in to Shotgun Sports USA, powered by Winchester. Recorded in the U.S. and streaming all over the world, your host, Justin Barker, talks to shotgun shooters from all disciplines, championship-winning coaches, gun clubs, world-class target setters, vendors, and industry-leading companies that fuel the sport. If you're into clay target sports, you're at the right place for insider information from some of the best in the world every single week. Subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and connect with us on social media. You can also catch our episodes on ShotgunSportsUSA.com. Being a brand name in the clay target industry, Rick Hemingway has said, have you ever noticed almost all major sporting events are being run by Promatic Traps? I thought about that statement and he's right. And you may want to consider that before making your next purchase. Rick is the largest Promatic dealer specializing in individual and commercial trap sales. Rick provides skeet, trap, five stand and sporting clays designs, installs and service. He also offers accessories such as solar panels, wireless release systems, as well as the hottest item on the market, the Claybot by Renair Products. Visit BackwoodsQuailClub.com or give Rick a call at 843-546-1466. Castellani Shooting Vest are manufactured in Italy and internationally recognized by elite shooters as the most popular lightweight shooting vest on the market. Castellani Vest are especially known for their Italian styling and superior craftsmanship and quality making them a vest of choice for all shooting disciplines. Ultimate Shooting Accessories is the exclusive supplier for Castellani Vest in the United States. Visit ultimateshootingaccessories.com for more information and to place your order. On the podcast today, I have two very successful shooters and coaches from Arizona. He is a national and world champion, and she is the Team USA captain for 2021 in Ladies V-Task. Both are very hard workers and very dedicated to the sport. Please welcome Gavin Miles and Karen Shedd. All right, welcome to the show, Gavin. I've spoken with you before, but I have not talked to Karen on a podcast. How are you doing? We are doing great. Awesome. Good. I want to talk to each of you individually, and then we can kind of move into the exciting news of you two teaming up and bringing something great to Clay Target Sports. Absolutely. That sounds good. Yeah. So, Gavin, first things first, you took some time off a couple of years ago. What was your reasoning for this time off? What did, what did you do? Yeah, I, you know, I felt like um, the most important thing in my life is my faith and, you know, my relationship with God. And I really felt like I needed to almost press a reset button and, and grow in my relationship with the Lord. And so um, I, I had gone to Sydney, Australia for my youngest sister's graduation from Bible college. She went to Hillsong College. Um, same place where, where I went as well. And, and when I was there, I, I really felt like um, like God was telling me, hey, 
take a breather, take a break from, from life as you know it, and, and like come and really be devoted in your relationship with me. And, and I felt like I just needed to grow in, in, in some ways. And, um, and there was, there was just some, some areas in my life that I, that I knew I needed to grow, but also I, I, I had really, I didn't really ever pay attention that much when I was going to school and, and cause I never learned what I really wanted to learn. And, and so, um, you know, I, I had, I had gone through for two years, really pursuing building, um, basically like my dream shooting academy in Texas. And that just wasn't panning out the way that, that I, I was hoping. And, and I felt just exhausted after the two years of being there. And I felt like I was just getting worn down and, and I really needed a reset. <clears throat> um, I really needed a reset from that, I think. And, and so I just saw an opportunity. Um, and I really was inspired by my sister's time there. Like she, she spent three years there and, um, and I saw how much she grew and, and, and her and, and her husband who, um, she met him there as well. They, they've just blossomed, uh, from their time with that program. And so I really felt like, you know what, I want to, I want to dig into this program. And, you know, while I was there, um, a lot of people wanted me to go, uh, you know, more than just a year and they wanted me to do either two or three years. And, and, and I was contemplating it to be honest with you, um, because I, I had such an amazing experience and, um, you know, in Australia was great as well, but you know, there's nothing like the U S however, that, that program was, was incredible. And so, um, you know, I, I committed to a year and kind of with, with like two months left in, in that year, I really felt like, all right, it's time for me to go back to the U S and, and I, I was really missing shooting as well. Like I, I coached over there a little bit, but, but I didn't, I didn't shoot at all. And, um, I was really missing shooting and, and missing the community over here. And I felt like I was ready. And, and also I, I just had this, this like pulling almost like, like I felt pulled back towards Arizona. And, um, you know, back then I, I, I didn't really know why, um, and so I, I ended up moving back to Arizona when I got back to the U.S., which was in 2020. And, um, and uh, you know, that's where Karen and I started spending a lot of time together. And, and, uh, and then we've ended up building a really, really cool place with, with her dad's help and my dad's help out at, at her farm, which is in Eloy, Arizona, which is halfway between Tucson and Phoenix. And, um, and then you know, we, we started training together and I, I helped her grow. And then I got an opportunity also to become um, a teaching pastor and kind of apply some of my things that I, I learned at Bible college. And, and so, um, I became a teaching pastor, uh, a few months ago. Um, it was, it was right around Christmas where it, it like officially happened. And, um, and that's at a church in Tucson called Deos church. And so, yeah, things are, are, um, are certainly different um, than than they were the last time you and I talked, but um, but it's exciting, and I feel like I'm in a really good place. I'm 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 re-energized, re-motivated, and um, you know, getting back into shooting has been um, it's it's had its ups and downs, but uh, but it's been so much fun, and 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 I'm enjoying the game more than I have in a long time. 
Yeah, you. Uh, I was going to ask, have you? Did you shoot while you were there? And you answered the question that you hadn't. So, from a shooting standpoint, taking this time off, did it benefit you any when you got back? Well, initially, <laughs> like it was funny. the 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 first time that I went out, like first two three times I went out and practiced, um, I was like, "Wow!" Like I I couldn't miss almost, and and then. <laughs> My first two shoots were, were crazy. My first shoot back was in Florida for, uh, I think it was like the North American Task or U.S. Grand Prix, one of those shoots in 2020 in January, and, and I shot great. I mean, I was one back of Joe Finese, um, you know, so I finished second there, and um, and it was, it was incredible, and I was like, wow, I guess, you know, I, I didn't lose much. And then the very next shoot, I shot 100 straight. <laughs> and and I was like, wow, like man, maybe some time off is a good thing. And then as the year went on, man, I I did not have a very good year compared to to years past. Um, I I probably hadn't had a year like that since like 2008, really. Um, and I just had a lot of ups and downs. I, I shot pretty well in fee task. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just cause naturally I'm, I'm built more for fee task. I think like my mindset and the way I move the gun and stuff, but, um, but sporting had been a challenge to, to get back and, and to, to get back on top. And, and, and I finally had a breakthrough here in 2021 at the, at the Western regional. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it took me some time to like learn how to win again and learn how to win consistently. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been interesting coming back, but it's been fun. Like I've, I'm, I'm working as hard as, as, as I worked, um, a long time ago when I put in a, a bunch of time to get, you know, to get to the top. What, uh, what are you doing now to prepare for tournaments? Yeah. So I, I actually, uh, there's an article that came out in clay, uh, uh clay target nation, um, recently, I think it was, it was the March edition and mm-hmm. it talked about like kind of three different phases of of practice um you know kind of this like conditioning phase where where you know if i have like three weeks to a month to prepare for a shoot um where like i'm, I'm shooting a lot you know maybe a case a day to two cases a day even probably four to five times a week um and then and then like you kind of tone it down um, to uh, a consistency practice where like you, you work on, on, on consistency where I'm probably shooting again about three to five times a week and then like have specific drills that I'm doing. Um, not, not just shooting a ton, but like, but like, you know, really practicing for consistency. And then, and then the last phase of that is, is like a sharpening phase where I'm just kind of, you know, that's kind of what, Karen and I have been doing once the season has started, um, especially since there's so many shoots, but like try to keep your game sharpened by, by specific things that we're, we're working on. But also part of that sharpening phase for me anyway, is, 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 is rest time as well. Um, and, and so, you know, to prepare for shoots right now, since they kind of seemed either like stacked up on top of each other or like maybe a week apart here and there, um, a big thing to prepare is like finding something that just resets my mind and 
and my motivation. So Karen and I have actually been playing golf quite a bit. And, um, and yeah, so it's, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, it, there's ebbs and flows of, of how you prepare and really what time of year you have. And I think, you know, like next year for me, I'm I'm already kind of starting to prepare that direction. And I feel like I'm going to thin my, my competing schedule down just a little bit and mainly focus on, on the bigger shoots and, and not go to quite as many. Um, so, so I can have those preparation weeks prior. So, so far this year, what, uh, has been your favorite shoot to attend? Oh man. Favorite shoots to attend this year. Well, I'll tell you, I, I loved, um, even though I didn't perform that well, I loved, um, the targets at the meadows, mm-hmm. um, the Southeast regional Eric did a phenomenal job on the bread, of course, and the fee task. I thought those were great. Um, you know, we just shot the, the U S grand prix fee task in South Carolina and, and, and they were the best targets that I had shot at, uh, at, at Hermitage Farms, where, where Joe Kenny mm-hmm. um, set, sets the targets. And so the, those were incredibly fun as well. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I, I always love the big shoots like, like Gator Cup and, and some others. So I, I've, had, I've had a lot of fun at, at a lot of different shoots. But uh, I think so far, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have to say the Southeast Regional um, with, with Eric's target specifically. Yeah. Yeah. They were some difficult targets, but they were, they were different. And that's what I liked about them. Yeah. Yeah. So what goals do you have set for the year? Well, um, you know, some of the goals I have are to, are to shoot at a, at a high level consistent, consistently, um, you know, long-term goals for me, like I, I, I would love to, um, you know, win a couple of the majors that I haven't won yet. So, um, you know, I've not won a U.S. Open and I've not won a World English. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if that happens this year, awesome. But like, you know, those are kind of long term goals that I feel like if you have your short, shorter term goals, those things will will happen. And so, um, you know, for me is 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 kind of, I guess, like relearning consistency in competition mode and 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 just getting back towards the top like you know if i can if i can get back towards the top and shoot consistently at a high level the wins are going to happen and and um and i'm really close so uh you know it's 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 one of those things where um i'm just going to keep enjoying it keep having fun keep trying to perfect the process and and uh you know perfect my my mindset perfect my move and um and just getting better and you know one of the things that 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 is also my goal is 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 my investment into some of my students shooting and seeing seeing students rise to a high level as well and especially karen so you know karen and i are are obviously dating but i also really have a lot of um i i just i want to see her succeed as well and so one of my biggest goals is just helping her succeed as much as I can as well. And that's, and that's pretty, that's pretty gratifying for sure. Right. Well, Karen, I've now met you and I've actually shot with you and you're pretty amazing. You're pretty amazing to watch. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, thank you. So, I mean, everything from your setup to your execution of the shot, your attitude are all exceptional. So I know you've been shooting for a while, but it seems like now your career is launched and you're consistently at the top of the leaderboard. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, so um, I've been shooting, you know, a shotgun since I was nine. Um, I really got into the game, Sporting Clays, about four years ago. And I was actually originally getting lessons from Gavin's dad, Tim, mm -hmm. and uh, loved it. And he was, you know, it's an hour drive for me from my house to Tucson. And I only went to school Monday to Thursday. So on Fridays, I'd drive up and, and shoot with Tim. And um, that was really important and fundamental, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I, I learned a whole bunch from Tim. But then, like, uh, Gavin was telling us about, like, his college experience and everything, um, Gavin came back, and then COVID hit, and Tim was like, well, Gavin, why don't you train with Karen a little bit? And so we started training, and um, COVID hit, so no shoots were going on. So we were able to practice, like, five, six times a week. And what I really learned from Gavin was just, like, what it takes to win, I guess, what it takes to compete. Because um, I understood fundamentals, and obviously we still had a lot of work to do because, you know, you're never perfect, but um, I was really able to – try to form my game after him and you know it's just so it's kind of funny but how I became literally like the female version of Gavin um, <laughs> yeah yeah but, which is cool you know um I get that co that comment quite a bit but I was just able to really watch him and understand everything that we were doing and it clicked it was it was weird it clicked like the first shoot we went to in Chicago last year um we shot fee task and it was a tough fee task and I didn't think I shot super great. I was like, okay, you know, that's, that's, that's all right. Like I was just going out there trying to do my job. And at the end of the shoot, I, I honestly wasn't paying attention to standings at all. Mm -hmm. Um, but Gavin's like, he came and he dumped like ice on me you know, after <laughs> the end. Cause that was my, um, that was the first, um, ladies win that I'd ever had. Yeah. Um, and, like, the next shoot, it was kind of the same thing. I got in a shoot-off and then won that. And then the next one, I got in another shoot-off for fee task. And, like, it was all success last year that I didn't think, honestly, was going to happen for another two to three years. Mm -hmm. um, but because of Gavin and, and his dad and my parents, like, all of it was able to kind of come together. And, uh, you know, just continuing to try to perfect the craft and just get better every day. Was it your goal when you started to be heading in the direction you're going now? Yes. Okay. Yes. So um, one of the first uh, days that Gavin and I worked together and we were at my house training and um, we invited him and his dad to stay for dinner. And Gavin asked me, hey, Karen, where do you see yourself going? What are your goals? Well, before I even had the chance to answer, my mom goes, well, Gavin, she wants to be like you, <laughs> um, which was a true statement. Um, I really do uh, love this game so much mm -hmm. and want to reach those cool and impossible goals. Right. <laughs> well, you're now, correct me if I'm wrong, the captain of Team USA Ladies Fetas for 21, right? Yes, sir. All right, so you're talking about everything you've done to get up here to where you're at. What what dedication did it take? Is it practicing every day? Is it is it focusing on this 100 percent of your time? What did you What did it take to achieve, uh, ladies captain? Well, first off, like you have to have the goal, and once I knew what it took, um, I love working hard. Um, that's one thing that you kind of have to enjoy because it, it's not easy. Um, so, like it took 
just hard, good work that we you can't go out and shoot every day and not um, if if you don't have the right mindset going into it, it's not going to do you much good. So you have to be able to keep that mindset um, in mind and then be able to apply what you've learned to just continue to to work hard. Yeah, you you both shoot so many tournaments. I was, I was thinking when Gavin was talking about this earlier. You know, when do you have time to practice, and, and or do you just consider a tournament your practice? <laughs> well, um, like like Evan was saying, um, depending on how far shoots are in between, um, or how many weeks I guess we have to prepare. So if we have like the three weeks, we're training quite a bit, like four or five times a week, mm-hmm. a case a day or something. Um, and sometimes it's a little bit less than the case. It just kind of depends on the way the day's going, what targets you're working on, what moves, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and sometimes everything's just going really great and you don't have to burn up a case or two. Um, <laughs> but then when shoots are really close together, we just really try to find at least maybe like a day a week. Um, sometimes not even, but we're still, we're still kind of always mentally preparing, um, and kind of visualizing ourselves being there. Um, and, and doing our jobs, but I guess during um, the tournament, the side events are more of a, a warm-up, mm-hmm. and then we're kind of really focusing on the main, the fee task, um, and, and those those shoots like that, but um, yeah, I guess that's kind of the, the warm-up, the, the training per se. We're not necessarily just drilling a target, but we're still working on, on our game. You You mentioned visualizing, I guess, is what you're talking about when you're not at a tournament or not shooting you kind of sit there and and imagine yourself breaking targets yeah i mean we've been on the road um (laughs) drove from arizona to texas and shot the texas state shoot and then from texas we drove to georgia and shot the the regional and then we flew back home for a little bit but then once we flew back into georgia we we drove up to south carolina for the fee task Mm-hmm. shoot last weekend and then after that shoot um sunday we took off and we headed up here to jersey so um there's a lot of driving time right, right. and necessarily i'm not you know you listen to music you do the typical road trip stuff but what's also what i also kind of like to do is just you know you're going through and you're seeing so many different backgrounds and, and elevation changes so in a way i'm just kind of imagining having a tournament there um, like visualizing myself, making good moves, um, shooting the targets, and, and having fun as well. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. What, G- Gavin, do you do the same thing? Yeah. Um, you know, when I was younger, I I heard Wendell Cherry talking about that, you know, visualizing um, just, sh- you know, sh- shooting well and, and, and visualizing shooting all types of different targets, especially targets that he struggled with, he talked about. And so um, I, I've, I've applied that to some degree since then. And, I mean, I, I heard him say that when I was pretty young. I was probably 17 or so. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and so, yeah, like, you know, that's one thing that, for example, like when I was training for the first Dubai shoot, um, I, you know, I, I looked at that area on Google on Google earth and try to get a feel for, for what the background was going to be like. And so, you know, when I was training at home for that shoot, I just kind of visualized myself being there. Right. And so what, what Karen's saying is like, you know, we, we get to practice at, at her house a lot, which is over like a grass field. And then the background is like, 
it's either cotton fields or wheat fields depending on 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 the year it is uh, yeah yeah the time of the year um and so you know we've got these big open spaces right and then and then and then in tucson we've got like a lot of desert background where you know it's the short shrubs and small trees everywhere and stuff and and so you know for for karen especially but i mean i i still do this as well like she said when we're when we're in a different environment just kind of visualizing shooting targets in that type of background and um you know like she said we'll we'll be driving there's a field right there you know with like a a really tall tree background or like a slope going down or a slope going up and i'll visualize myself shooting targets you know on that piece of property or whatever and so um yeah like i i think it's important like like those are kind of basic um concepts of visualization i you know i've i've at certain times in my career like i've I've certainly spent um more uh diligent moments i think like really mentally preparing to to perform at a specific shoot and um and those are things that i feel like are probably easier to do when you are really preparing for say three weeks or a month or two months for a specific tournament um it's it's much easier to do that than like when you shoot tournament after tournament after tournament and so um you know just talking about that right now i visualizing (laughs) i'm 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 kind of visualizing then and then i'm i'm thinking okay i'm i probably should do that a little bit more (laughs) because i haven't done that much in a bit so so do y'all both shoot 100 straights while you're visualizing absolutely i mean <laughs> you're 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 running the the feet test peg or running the the sporting station and yeah. and yeah you you never miss in your mind which is pretty sweet <laughs> so you're talking about the the backgrounds and out west i'm assuming it's really open and then you come to the southeast regional well most of it's in the woods not all of it yeah. but a lot of it how how does that affect you does that affect you any yeah, I think it does. I mean, you know, for for example, like, um, you know, the course that we shot with you, um, that that pure gold course that was basically a hundred percent in the woods, mm-hmm. except for the first station that we started on, which was some tower shots up in the sky. But like, every other background was in in woods that like nothing was flat either. You know, it was it was all was all rolling hills and and so um yeah like i i wish i would have been able to practice that environment a little bit more before that shoot um you know especially like the difference the differences of the terrain and whatnot too like i just i I hadn't shot much terrain like that in a while and um and then you know with with karen like she really struggled last year Mm -hmm. with with the different backgrounds um well that last year and the year before that and the year before that <laughs> okay so she I hadn't learned i hadn't learned shooting in the green um and the trees and yeah. elevation change because i'm from arizona right i mean i've lived in arizona my whole life i've lived on the farm for 15 years you know so like i'm used to level right. fields that's yeah. what, another thing that my dad does on the farm he i mean he custom level you know <laughs> he levels things the flat. <laughs> and yeah. um so that's what i was used to and I was used to stuff up in the sky. And um, every shoot that I'd go to in the green, I'd never have connection. I'd, I, I'd shoot 
to Target and be completely confused on where I missed because I just couldn't read it. And um, last year, we went up to, uh, I forget every time. It was the Northeast Regional yes. at, at, Hopkins, at Hopkins. She really struggled and in I, the woods. Yes. And I, well, I shot, I missed 32 targets and I only, <clears> and about half of the stations were out in the open over a field. And then half of the stations were in the thick woods. And um, I only missed two out in the open. It was a pair that I'd never seen before, and I dutched the first pair, and then I ran it out. And then I missed the other 30 in the woods. And I just, you know, I, I couldn't get the feel. So I was, we were able to stop some somewhere in, in Tennessee and uh, train on it, and I was able to learn it a little bit. Um, so every time I'm still, I'm still learning, but it continues to get better and better and feel a little bit more comfortable every time. Yeah. You're talking about your place out there that you train at. Kind of tell me more about that place. So um, we live my my we I live on a farm, eight miles south of Eloy. Um, so Eloy is just a little tiny town halfway between Phoenix and Tucson. If you blink, you're you're gonna miss it. Um, that's how small it is. But um, so we live eight miles south, and my dad has about 1,500 acres of his own, kind of scattered around. Um, our home place is probably around um, three to four, probably 400 acres, and um, my dad has a shop yard. Then we have our house, and um, when I was shooting in the SCTP, my dad actually built me a trap house and a skeet house. Um, so that's what I had for a long time. And then um, before Gavin and I started working together last year, my dad had purchased eight um, eight machines for like a little bit of a sporting clays. Mm -hmm. And I shot that for about like two years, so uh, or three years, something like that. And didn't really shoot on it a whole bunch, but did, and I'd go to Tucson. Um, but then now my dad has added a few more machines and then Gavin is sponsored by Laporte. So he gets 10 machines and he brought them down to my house. So we now have uh, 26 machines down there. Um, we also have an 80 foot tower and a 60 foot tower. And we have the ability to, to move around wherever we want to, um, to, to set really anything that we w would like. And um, he also, my dad also planted about 100 yards long, 50 yards wide uh, grass. And then he also planted um, 20 trees or something like that. Because mm -hmm. I was like, man, Dad, I wish there was somewhere to train in the green <laughs> in Arizona. Well, he goes, well, I can plant some grass and some trees. And my dad jokes around all the time. So I don't know whether to take him seriously or not. And uh, sure enough, we were on the road last year. And a week later, I get this video in our group text message. And He's leveled out the field and he's planted some grass and some trees. So we have that as well at the house. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Like, so we, we actually have, in, including the trap and skeet field, oh. we, we have 28 machines that we can practice on. Um, my dad's given us a couple more machines too. And, and so, you know, the cool thing is like her, her dad had bought, mech machines and then and then my dad gave us some promatics and then i'm sponsored by laporte so we, we've got a mix of different machines as well mm -hmm. and and i think that's important also to because because every machine has like a little, a little bit different feeling yeah um with the target coming off of it so it, it really gives us some good variety and um and then we also have this really cool mobile shade mm -hmm. cover that that i designed and then and then my dad built it and um and it's really neat because, like, you know, we can move it wherever around the field that we want to and always shoot in the shade. And, you know, most of the time from, say, like, 
November through through March. It's pretty nice, and you don't really need it, but, but definitely um, need it during the summer. Yeah, this Arizona. time of year. Yeah, start starting in, in like April, May, it starts to get a little bit warmer. And you know, we we had a student fly out there last week, and you know, it was it was ninety eight to a hundred degrees, but shooting in that shade cover. He's like, he's like, man, this is amazing. And, you know, he, he said that it felt like 80 up in New Jersey when it was, you know, when it was 100 there. And if we didn't have that shade cover, it would have been unbearable. So it's it's really awesome um, that, that we've got that set up and we can literally practice all year round um, and have such a variety of machines. So Yeah, that sounds neat. You just walk out, you know, right outside and shoot whatever you want to shoot and go back inside when it gets too hot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. And we and we also do have um, some lights oh, so yeah. we can shoot um, during the summer. Um, at night as at well. At night time, um, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, y'all still practicing for that PSCA, aren't you? <laughs> uh, we wish Karen unfortunately never got to experience that. I, I came that. into the game a year after the year after they stopped everything. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. The PSEA. So hopefully one day. <laughs> so Karen, what kind of advice can you give to women in this sport that aspire to be at the top of the game? Well, like you know, it's just it's a little bit it's a male dominant sport, um, but ladies can do it too, um, and I. The ladies now in this sport are just proving it more and more and more that, like, hey, we can compete with the guys. Um, so, like, just to, to work hard and have fun and get the group of people around you that can help you and, and want to see you do well. And um, just keep working at it. And, and Winchester is giving ladies a really good opportunity right now with the Winchester's Lady Cup, um, mm. something that's a big goal for me this year. Um, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity. Um, think I was able to get it in – um, the Western Regional, mm-hmm. um, which was just was awesome. But like that is something that hopefully will encourage more women to shoot in the sport and uh, kind of give them something to shoot for, I guess. That's right. You got a little, other than having fun, you but got, you know, having having a little bit of something. Yeah, you got a little piece of it at the Southeast Regional too, didn't you? Yes, sir. I yeah, did. I yes. thought you did. Yeah. Uh, the guns built for women. I wanted to ask you this question. You know, they have specifically. Guns they specifically make for women. Do you right. feel that there's an advantage in these? So I actually, personally, I don't know how to necessarily answer that question. Um, I shoot a K80 Pro Sporter mm-hmm. um, that's set up just like Gevin, so it's about like 9.2 pounds. So it's one of the heavier guns for right. ladies. And the stock, I'm actually using Gevin's old stock. But I have heard quite a bit of good things for ladies and and because you know we're built a little bit different and some things will benefit more so um i know kriegoff came out with the k20 mm-hmm. and the lady the ladies model and i picked it up when i was there and it just it felt it felt great um so yeah like i think it definitely can be beneficial for the lady shooter yeah speaking of that i'm gonna ask both of you these questions and see what your answers are you talked about the pro sporter you both shoot high rib guns and I know you get asked this question all the time, but why do you shoot them and what benefits do you see in them? Yeah, well, um, the the reason why I shoot it, so a little background behind it. So I, I switched from Parazzi to Kriegoff. I, I wasn't sponsored by Parazzi, but um, Kriegoff, but I was shooting it before I shot for Kriegoff. And when they asked me to, to shoot for them, um, they 
had like I wanted to shoot their their 34 inch gun and they had just discontinued that and they were like well we would we would love for for you to um, you know try both of our our guns that we have out now uh, which at, at the time was their um, you know their regular standard sporting uh, their their low rib and then they had just come out with the pro sporter and so I spent I spent three days really demoing both of those guns at, at every type of target that you can imagine and and I really wanted to, to understand how both guns felt with connecting on on every type of target whether it was you know a trap target you know going away coming at you across and going you know a teal chandelles towers targets below your feet way above you all of it and for me um i didn't see um i didn't see any disadvantages at all with the with the higher rib and i i only saw and felt advantages like i felt like everything from from under my gun everything that was going like up and away was so much easier for me to connect with. Like I could just see it better, and um, and also Kriegoff has a little bit fatter barrels than I was used to with the with the Parazzi, and getting my eyes up above those barrels was more beneficial for me, changing from Parazzi to to Kriegoff, and 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 also there's less perceived recoil with with the higher rib and you know it's 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 very slight i mean it's it'd be like a difference between shooting you know like like a a 1200 and maybe like an 1180 or something right. you know so it's yeah. very very uh small as far as as far as the difference but i i did i felt a little bit less recoil um and so i was like you know i i, I don't see any disadvantages for this and and i I know the people that that talk down um, towards high ribs can can say a lot of different things and whatnot, but I think the only people that have struggled with a high rib are the people that that focus more on the rib and more on the gun than they do on the target. And and you know if you you, you just have to to take the concept like the basic fundamental concepts, looking at the bird. And, you know, just shoot, shoot the bird. And for me, like, I, I saw no disadvantages for the high rib. So, um, you know, those, those advantages that I felt are kind of the reason why I shoot the high rib. And, and, um, and it's just, it's clicked for me. And, and Karen doesn't really know anything else. I mean, she, no. she, she actually has a really well, she, she has a lot different story than me, but she shot Parati right before she shot Kriegoff as well and then jumped right into a pro sporter. Um, and, like, that's what she's had all of her success with. Yeah, even when I was younger and just shooting, like, the trap and ski, like, my little 20-gauge Browning, I had a high rib on it. Um, I actually had – so I had braces, and um, I had – I it was all messed up and I had to have giant <laughs> springs, you know, and I was still competing. And, um, when I'd go to shoot, if I'd call for the bird and like my mouth would kind of be open and the recoil would cause those springs to kind of pinch a little bit. So to get out of that habit, it was horrible, but to get out of that habit, I started 
kind of putting the gun way lower. So then we added a little like a we made a high rib hmm. for that gun. So then I just got I got used to shooting like that because I had to have braces for two and a half years. Um, so then once I graduated from my 20 gauge and went into 12, um, which was my proxy, I just I was I was like I'm used to a high rib, so you know that's what I'm going to shoot. So then I did that, and then huh. uh, when I went from proxy to my pro sporter, um, like I didn't even give it a, a second thought to do the flat or the high rib. Like I just automatically was like okay you know tim found me a pro sporter and i was like sweet i'm i'm ready to go so I, i'm That's not interesting i don't really have the the feeling of what the flat rib feels like i've just yeah. always felt so great with the high rib and feeling the connection and seeing the target it's interesting you know to to further comment on that um you know sheikh ahmed al maktoum who who um you know won the olympics in double trap one year and then he's the one that put on the big shoots in dubai in 2014 and 2015 like he told me after um the the 2014 shoot um i got to spend some time with him and he told me he thinks everyone in every discipline of clay target shooting should shoot a slightly elevated rib um just because it does allow better vision on the target and and uh, he's like, you know, if you don't shoot an elevator rib, you've got to have such a high shooting gun to get your eyes away from that rib. And I mean, both Karen and I love to shoot high shooting guns. I mean, we our our eyes are already above, you know, the the higher rib um, more than more than most shooters. But um, you know, that's something that he and I had talked about a, a little bit, and he just, you know, he. He kind of confirmed what what I had believed in for the previous five years, and and um, he he told me that he actually um, like like nobody was shooting a high rib, and in, in in the I think it was the late 80s or early 90s, he was actually living in Tucson, Arizona, um, commuting to an international uh, business college up in up in Phoenix, but he and his cousin wanted to live in Tucson. And then they shot trap out at Tucson Trap and Skeet when it was just trap and skeet. And um, and they made custom high ribs for their guns. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he said and then he said all these trap shooters started shooting high ribs. And uh, they just made them like in their garage. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so it's it's interesting and you know, I mean I I'm sure Karen and I could shoot either high rib or flat rib, but um, you know, with the with the advantages that I've experienced, a lot of other people have too. Um, I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna, you know, let cer certain opinions cause me to change guns. Yeah, you've been successful with them. Both of you have. So what? You know, why change? Yes, sir. You know, up between the two of you, who pushes who? I think it's. Is that equal? In the, uh, you know, I think it's pretty pretty the same it's but pretty equal i feel like i you know i pushed her a lot in the, a lot in the beginning and you know just because i saw i saw how good she could be and 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 she she hadn't really had like like she was talking about earlier like my dad was really working on like the fundamentals with her and and, and like getting her her basics down and so she she hadn't really i think she wasn't ready to be pushed to the highest level before that probably and um and so 
when we started working together consistently, um, it, it, it took a few months, probably four months or so of working together until I started to, to really push her and say, all right, like, let's, let's step the game up a little bit. Let's, you know, let, let's elevate your game. And so I think she's kind of learning how to push me as well. And, and I think as we both continue to, to grow, um, in our, in our relationship and then also grow as shooters, I feel like we'll, we'll be able to, to learn how to push each other in better ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's certainly like shooting with her has, has given me like a fresh, a fresh wind in my sails. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. yeah. So I guess with Gavin saying that, yeah, Gavin probably pushed me way more um, than I, I have him, but, um, like in the beginning, like it was like, oh my gosh, I'm shooting with Gavin Miles, you know, um, <laughs> as a, you know, just a sporting class shooter that doesn't really know a lot of people. Um, but so that created a little bit more like pressure, I guess. And um, just to try to perform my best and learn as, as much as I possibly could. Um, but where he kind of really started pushing me was um, like at the end of a practice, he'd be like, okay, we're going to compete. And I'm like, wait, what? We're going to complete compete? Like, what are you talking about? Well, he was like, well, loser has to run a mile, and I don't like running. So I was like, okay, that's a that's that's something to, to work for. Um, but so we did that, and, like, I lost quite a few in a row in the beginning, um, but we still would keep on doing it. And I can tell you that I ran a lot of miles and did a lot of a lot of uh, punishments, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Um, but that was okay. Um, but then – like there was a time where like I started getting pretty close. I lost probably like seven in a row just by one shot. Um, so like, I was, I was really close and, and I was like, Oh man, I'm so I'm right there. But then one day I finally broke through and I beat him. And um, so like that was his way of like continuing to like push me. And now like, he still beats me most of the time, but every now and then I'll like I'll get him, whether it's in practice or even in a tournament. Like I'll get him every now and then. So like he continues to push me, um, in that point. And I think we both push each other while we're competing together. Like yeah, um, we see if we see each other, like maybe make a tiny mistake, or even if we're doing well, it's like okay, keep working, work hard, and um, just keep on pushing each other. Yeah, both of you are in great shape and that's i know you've gavin you've posted about that a few times being in the gym how much of your physical state and then your mental state affect your success um for me i noticed this earlier last year i started going i I'd never really worked out um beforehand um just you know when you're in grade school and you're running around the playground that was the cardio that i got in but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know uh but I started working out and going to the gym and um, I started noticing like uh, obviously a difference in my physical appearance and the way I was feeling. Um, But then it kind of started to grow into later in the year, um, like when shooting was coming more of the, the, the career and the job, it wasn't necessarily the hobby anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So working out became my new hobby. And the way I started looking at it is um, like, obviously I'm, my physical endurance is getting way better, but also my mental endurance because when you're working out and you're extremely exhausted and you have five more reps to go in your set and you don't really want to do them and you can easily just put the weights away and and not do them. Mm -hmm. Um, But like it's having that mental endurance to 
be able to push yourself to get to finish it out, right? And that's very applicable, at least for me, when I'm shooting around the sporting clays and I'm exhausted. I've been working hard. I'm exhausted, you know, but I still have a few more stations left. Like I have to be able to finish out the round. I have to be able to do my job for that amount of time. So working out has not only helped that physical part, but mentally I'm able to stay stronger for a longer period of time. Yeah. That's great. Yep. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah, Kevin's I, answer is about the same. Yeah. I don't think I could add <laughs> too much more. <laughs> That's pretty good. And I enjoy it too. Like, I think it's so much fun to push myself, um, see how much I can lift or, you know, just, just kind of test like that. So it helps when you can really enjoy it and make it fun too. Like, um, one thing I love about sporting clays is it changes all the time, right? You're not shooting the same targets over and over again. But, again, that's fine, too, if that's what you enjoy. But for me, it's not what I love. So having the ability to change it up, well, working out is the same thing for me. Like, there's so many different workouts you can do to keep it fun and interesting and, and push yourself in that way as well. Yeah. Yeah. Before we move on, I want to talk about your uh, your sporting clays academy. But I want to ask you one more question. Uh, pro- the proper shooting stance, posture, and moving from your core. Can you talk about that, Gavin? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you if you um, if you look at any sport out there, the most successful athletes in whatever sport are the most balanced athletes. And so, you know, whether that be shooting or golf or tennis or whatever it is, um, you know, the people performing at the highest level consistently are the ones that have the most balance. And so with shooting, um, I, I just took some really simple concepts from, from golf. And, um, you know, the cool thing about, about golf, if, you know, since I started shooting, everybody calls sporting clays golf with a shotgun. Well, the concepts in golf, um, that we can directly apply to shooting are, are, the initial setup, right? So if you, and you know, golf has proven this over a lot of years utilizing video and sporting clays hasn't really utilized video to the extent that it could, um, especially with, with instructional, but I mean, obviously also with like televising and whatnot, but with the instructional content, um, yeah, if you, if you basically have a stance where you, um, feel athletic and everybody's natural feet position is slightly different. So for, for Karen and I, um, you know, first just kind of standing there talking to somebody or we're say like, we're going to feel, feel like we could jump. Our, our feet are pretty, are pretty straightforward. Like some people, their, their feet naturally go out a little bit, like their toes point out, um, maybe say five or 10 degrees mm-hmm. or so. Um, and, but whatever your natural position where you feel like you could jump, um, however that that is for you. And so for, for like my dad, his, his toes point out probably about five to maybe eight degrees or so. Um, and, uh, and so anyway, um, if you feel like you could jump, that's going to be putting your, your, your stance in the proper, in the proper alignment. Now, um, as far as how you're aligned to your actual break point, you know, you, you, you take your balance stance and then if you're right-handed visualize a line going from your right heel through your left big toe. And 
and that's your break point. And then it's vice versa if you're left-handed. So you visualize a line going from your left heel through your right break, uh, a big toe, and that's your break point. And then as far as posture goes, if um, so again, like I, I kind of bring that that jumping analogy. And if you feel like you can jump, you're going to be in in good posture. So um, you know you kind of roll roll your hips back slightly, your shoulders come forward. Uh, come forward slightly and so I I use that stance and that posture for for anything that we're going to shoot from say eye level up to about 45 degrees and then as the the degree changes like as as you start shooting higher and higher or lower and lower you actually want to then narrow your stance a little bit because that's going to allow your your core to rotate properly either properly going up or properly going down and so Really, it's it, it's all about um, you know understanding your your biomechanics and and um, and there's several different golf instructors that that I watch and 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 just kind of learn from the golf side of things. Um, there there's this one called Athletic Motion and they're from Georgia um, and and just kind of watch how they teach the athletic motion of a golf movement and you know you apply that athletic motion to shooting you know karen and i see so many shooters leaning way too far forward having way too much weight on their front foot and then their hands get too fast and i mean we we fall victim to that as well like we just because of gravity like we naturally want to lean forward a little bit um and because you know sporting clays is based off of off of hunting and we want to be aggressive when when we hunt but you know if if you're out of balance and especially if you're leaning too far forward your hands are just going to be way too fast um and and consequently you're you're going to experience more recoil with a gun as well like if you have too much weight in your front foot that's going to breed tension and that tension is going to go up through the through the front side of your body so if you're right-handed it'll be too much tension on the left side of of your body and then and then your grip will be too tight and then you'll experience recoil um into your into your hand and and especially then if both hands get too tight then you're going to experience it into your face and and so it's just it's kind of this like vicious cycle if 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 you don't have balance or or posture you're going to experience not only disconnection with the target but more recoil than you should as well and so if you if if you are balanced and you have soft hands and you're able to move out of your core you know and 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 everybody has a different neutral as far as like what feels the best for them so i mean there's some top shooters that appear to lean way forward but if you if you actually study how their body is is moving as far forward as your body leans so take take Corey cruz for example so his his upper body leans pretty far forward but his lower body angles way backwards so as far as his upper body is leaning forward his lower body is angled that far backwards and if you know if you just took that um you know if you took like a picture of him and and you know put a straight line down um like you know on on his backside and and showed like his upper body angle and his lower body angle are probably the exact same and so and so anyway um all that being said i could talk about that for a long time and and we we have a lot of that information on on our sporting clays academy subscription site 
Um, but yeah, it's really important to, to have a balanced posture, balanced stance so that we can rotate, you know, and, and, um, I know one of your good friends, Tom C, um, he, he, he's a very big proponent about, you know, balance and, and, um, you know, that, that type of, of, of style that he shoots, a lot of people will call it upright. Well, you know, maybe it's upright for some, but, but for others, it might be, you know, it, it, it actually might look a little bit more lean forward if their upper or if, if their lower body likes to, like to kind of angle back a little bit. So anyway, all, all that being said, um, I think it is extremely important to understand how your end of it your individual body moves and rotates compared to another person's and, and, you know, find a style, um, that, that works the best for your body, but across the board, no matter how, uh, upright or, or bent over we are, like if you're balanced with your stance and balanced evenly with your weight, um, you're, you're going to be successful. Yep. There's a reason I asked that question because I knew, that you would cover that in your your new sporting clays academy, and yes, sir, that's just I'm sure a bit of what's really in this sporting clays academy. Tell me a little bit about this. Yeah, yeah. So um, currently, we we actually have 58. Uh, actually, maybe I think I think 59 videos as of this morning. 59 individual videos that have. Um, you know, come out weekly over the last 59 weeks on, on Tuesday mornings, they, they launch, um, a new video launches. And so, uh, and then you, you also, if you subscribe to it, you have, um, you have access to both of the, the longer videos that I've put out, um, the original quiet death shooting and then the Geba miles basics, um, video as well. So you've got access to both of those, but then, um, yeah, you get a new video every single week and, um, it's $30 a month. So, you know, a dollar a day to, to watch some really great content. And we, you know, we, we've had so many people, I mean, we, we have people almost every day who are subscribers right in and they're, they're, you know, telling us either like how a specific video helped or a specific concept helped them or, or whatnot. And then, and then another cool thing is we, we always have people asking questions too. So, um, we're, we, we've always got material for, for more content and, um, and our subscribe, our, our, our subscription really started to grow about two months ago when we, um, we hired my friend Jacob, who, who's actually the, the video guy for our church. And, and he started producing some, some really cool content. And, um, and then we got plans to, to film at, at various shooting ranges across the country, just to kind of give some, some different, um, backgrounds and, you know, different, different information in different locations, you know? So, um, so anyway, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, we, we just, uh, went through, we, the last three weeks prior to today, there was some um, information on, on tower shots, um, and man, we I probably had I don't know twenty or thirty of the subscribers write in, and they're like, "Wow, like I I learned so much from you know these towers." And you know today we we launched a video that's just kind of like 
a mini podcast uh, with with Karen and I answering a question that a subscriber had. And, you know, I think it's only maybe a 15 or 20 minute conversation, but um, we've got some really great content out there. And, and yes, as far as stance and, and, and posture goes, um, there's a couple different videos on that. And, and I, I addressed that also on my, on my basics video as well, which is, which is great. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. And everybody who subscribes um, seems to love it. We've had a pretty high retention rate with, with subscribers. And so it's, it's really good. Another thing to add in there is we also are incorporating the shot cam. Oh yeah. Um, and with the videos, and yes. it's, it's, it helps the, the subscribers be able to, you know, actually see what's going on at the end of our barrel and what we want them to initially try to feel as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the shot cam is pretty awesome. Um, we, we started using the shot cam about, um, a month ago and we're really, really happy with the content that it's producing and, and it's pretty awesome. I mean, it, it, it gives you, and the way that we've edited it into the videos, it, it, it really gives, um, the student more access to, to really understand what we're, what we're feeling and what we're looking at. Yeah. Is the, so what I found that was probably neat about this is you just don't have you you've got Karen as well so you have a, a male mm-hmm. and a female both shooting I think that that would help uh everyone you know because I'm sure you both talk about different Absolutely. ways of doing something yeah you know and that's one thing so recently we've actually had a lot of students who started hiring like both of us to coach them at the same time and we've seen some incredible success because mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we both teach the same things, but we can explain it in a little different ways. And, and, and it might work one way better. And yeah. then and we're, we might be saying the exact same thing, but coming across a little bit differently, yes. the student might receive it a little bit better one way or the other. Absolutely. And we've, we've found that, um, you know, sometimes, or yeah, we found that a lot of the students were like, wow, you know, that makes sense. Like, I get what you were saying now because we were maybe able to say something a little bit different. So. Yeah, um, it's it's really fun too. Like we both have, and we also can see some different things as well. Yeah. Um, and then you are able to kind of brainstorm while you're watching your student. Um, because not one way is going to work for everybody. Yeah. So you have to be able to determine that and have different ideas, which is really cool. Yeah, and then like you said, you you get that in in the subscription. Yes. So you know all the videos over the last you know, two to three months have had both of us on there. And, and, um, we do have one video coming out, I think either next week or, or in four weeks, um, that Karen couldn't make it on there. Cause she, she unfortunately was sick during the filming day, but, um, but, uh, yeah, for the most part, both of us are, are on there and it's, it, it is pretty cool to, um, like, you know, see how, she says something and I could say the same thing, but she explains it in, in just a little different way. And like you said, people might connect better with her than me and people, and, and some others might connect better with me um, right. than her. And we're, we're, we're teaching the same thing. Yeah. And you know, as much money as everyone spends on shooting clays and a lot of people shoot 
I mean, a, a lot of people shoot and spend money in the wrong ways. You know, right, right. What yeah. what you're offering is minute compared to all this other stuff. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Don't you? Absolutely. Don't I you, mean, you have different plans, right? Uh, so we we did have different plans, but we we actually um, recently just made it one plan um, okay. where it's just it's just thirty dollars a month, or you could buy a full year and save a month, right? So like you. You buy a full year and, and only pay for 11 months. Right. Um, but, yeah, so those are kind of the two options on that. And, and of course, if, if people didn't want to subscribe, you can still get um, both the DVDs on that site as well if you, if you would rather just do that. But, yeah, like you said, people spend a lot of money in Sporting Clays. And, and um, with this Sporting Clays Academy, I mean, it, it's just, you know, like, for example – um, my dad is actually a subscriber, you know, it's $30 a month. And, and I, I was like, Hey, you know, I don't, you, you don't have to pay this. And he's like, no, Gavin, I, I want to pay it. It's $30 a month. <laughs> and he's like, one, I want to support you. But two, like, I'm, I'm really learning a lot from, <laughs> from, from these videos. And he's, he's actually probably the first one every single Tuesday morning, <laughs> you know, it, it, uh, releases, I think it, at five or six a.m. Um, uh, uh, West Coast time, and so he's he's on his way to work, and every Tuesday morning he he's the very first one to 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 watch those typically, and so um, it's 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 kind of cool. He's he's kind of the first one that gives me feedback every week. Yeah, well, it's a pretty neat idea. I mean, I I want to say you're probably the only one doing this. Um, I might be wrong, but I I haven't seen it yet. As, you know, well, thank you. I think it's really yeah, neat. The, the shot cam, I think, is a, is a big help also with people wanting to see the yeah. leads. How much How much did he put on that 50-yard target? You yeah, can see it. Exactly. Yes, know? sir. So, yeah, and and we've got a cool project coming um, uh, with, with shot cam as well. We're actually um, filming some stuff like for for them specifically. And um, and while we're out there, uh, we, we'll, we'll, we'll probably have our – video guy come to and, and, and film some stuff separate, but yeah, shot, shot cam has, um, some really cool content coming out in the near future. Yeah. So what does your schedules look like? I know you're at the, the Northeast right now. What does your schedules look like for the rest of the year? Yeah, we're, we're going to continue to do, um, you know, the rest of the regionals and then we've got the, the, U uh, S open and then the world English and the world fee task. Um, and uh yeah i think we're going to do that that big money shoot as well and in in ohio mm-hmm. um the master shoot or yeah. whatever C- it's C4. called and yep yeah at, at c4 and um and yeah so that's that's the rest of of our year and then we've got you know coaching in between all those shoots as well um that we're trying to organize and and uh and whatnot so we've, we've got a bunch of things on the calendar but it's it's all good and and um, and it's a lot of fun and it's really cool to be able to to do this together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I I used to travel with with my dad all the time and and then he he stopped traveling as much because you know work just got real busy for him and um, and uh, so for a lot of years I was just traveling kind of by myself and now Karen and I are are traveling together and it's. 
it's really fun. I mean, it's 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 certainly um, something that it, it it makes going to these shoots a lot more enjoyable. Oh, so, I'm sure. So you both have sponsors. Anybody you want to shout out? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll start, and then and then and then Karen can can right. finish. So I mean, I'm um so my my gun company and and kind of my my top sponsor is is Kriegoff. Um, you know they they support me so much. They they were kind of the first big company to give me a shot, and um and uh, they I've I've been with them since 2009. They actually just finished an, a new custom stock for me. And, uh, and I'm so thrilled with this thing. I mean, I shot, I shot the first tournament was at the U S grand prix last week with it. And it was just amazing. So, um, you know, Krieg off and then, and then BNP, um, is the ammo that, that, that goes in the Krieg off, which is, which is pretty awesome. They, they, uh, very much support, um, support me. And the cool thing is they support both of us. So, <laughs> Uh, so, so that's been really, really neat. And then, and then Laporte helps me out with machines and, um, and that's awesome. And then, and then Muller has, has been with me with chokes for a long time since 2012. Um, and I guess I've been with Laporte probably since 2015, I guess as well. And, um, and then BAP 2017, but then, um, you know, we both actually just got picked up by, by shot cam and, um, and the, uh, ultimate shooting accessories with, with, uh, Castellani as well. And so, um, we, we really have enjoyed, um, getting to know those two companies and, and, um, you know, all, all of our sponsors have just treated us amazingly. So we're, we're really thankful for everybody. Yeah. So for me, um, Last year, Kriegoff uh, picked me up, and they were my first official sponsor, and uh, which was really awesome. Um, <laughs> I was like completely like stoked. It was it was it was awesome. It was unexpected at the time, and and I was just extremely grateful for that. Um, and then my second sponsor was BMP, and that was signing for this year, which was again extremely awesome. Um, I'm extremely grateful for things to come with them we just got done with a really cool photo shoot with them last week in dallas um so there'll be some really cool podcasts and and things like that coming out with them so it's really exciting um and also um like Kevin said ultimate shooting accessories just picked us both up which is also exciting um i had i got my first team usa vest <laughs> A couple I'll, weeks ago in Texas, so that was I was like, oh my gosh, let's go! You know? I was gonna bring I was uh, gonna bring I, that up, Karen. <laughs> I was gonna bring that yeah, up. Yeah, I was when I first got into the into the sporting clays. I was like, oh my gosh, Dad, look at how cool those vests are! You know, I'm like, I want one of those one day. And so when I was able to get it, I was like, you know, that was in a way one of those dreams come true. Um, yeah. So and and the vests are just absolutely amazing to shoot in anyway. Um, and then shot cam um, being able to help us with our our recording and our subscription site it's really cool and then obviously you know my dad and the <laughs> farm and stuff which is another sponsor so it's yeah really good. yeah it's pretty awesome her her dad I, I i should actually probably give him a shout out too he's he's done so much for us and 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 my dad as well but you know he's 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 given us a place to to train out at his farm and 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 a bunch of machines and 
you know, we just got an, an 80 foot lift and we got a 60 foot lift and, um, and I mean, we, we got to give her dad so much uh, praise for that. Cause it's just incredible to, to have that kind of support. Yeah. Yep. It's everybody all together that makes a, a good team, you know, and it's, uh, Absolutely. and that's, that's, what's good about this sport is everybody's willing to work with everybody. So, but yeah. I want to thank you both for coming on. I know you have things you need to do. I appreciate your time and wish you both the best of luck in upcoming tournaments and your careers and, and, uh, and just tell people how they can get a hold of you. Absolutely. Well, yeah, Justin, I mean, first of all, thank you for having us on and, yeah. and, and setting this up. I know we've been trying to get together for, for a long time and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we finally connected. And so, um, yeah, we, we really appreciate the opportunity to, to be on here and to support you and what you're doing, um, yep. with this sport. And, um, and in turn is it, it, it helps us out and supports us as well. And so, yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, uh, miles at me.com is probably the, the easiest way to, to communicate. And then, um, and then through, through social media as well, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, um, just type in Geba miles. And, and, um, as far as, you know, as far as booking goes, if you want to book, uh, either one of us for, for lessons or speaking engagements or what, whatever it might be, um, just send me an email again, Geba miles, G E B B E N M I L E S at me.com. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll set that up. So, um, but we, we really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, thank you so much, Justin. Thank you so much, Justin. We really enjoyed it. It was great questions and we are glad to be able to, uh, to help with this and, and what, like Evan said, what you're doing is awesome to be able to share information, um, with Mm -hmm. all the shooters and that we just, to, just to, to grow the sport. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. I will be at the U S open. So maybe I'll see you there. Awesome. See you there. Okay. We will see you there. All right, guys. Have a good night. All right, Justin. Okay. You too. Thank you. All right, man.